0: here with the modern heathen man. I wanted to come here today and talk a little bit about heathenry and Asatru 101. What I'd like to talk to to you today about is just in general, what is heathenry and Asatru, and how do you get into it? How do you become part of it? What's expected of you? What we look at? How we look and how we go um, forward as heathens or Asatru. So we're going to start with saying that, you know, we come from a Christian society, basically. Not that the sense of the Christians do control everything or was made that way, just in general. I mean, it is the norm. And I will say that in the sense of the word being just as a way to describe something. Um, not that it is normal, not that it is abnormal to be something else, but just that this is the norm where we're from. So I want to talk a little bit today about what you need to do to get into a Satru or heathenry, what you have to do to um, become part of that community, what the things are called and how we do stuff and all that good stuff that just begins a primer of what heathenry and a Satru is. I have an article on here that you can read about Satru and heathenry and what it actually is from a one-on-one standpoint, but I'd like to talk a little bit about it and really just delve into it with you guys and go from there. So give me a few moments, I'll be right back and we can do that together. Thanks guys! Hey guys, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, Mm -hmm. it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me. So sometimes I like a little something in my pocket. And I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard Woodworking. Great little place out there. Makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and um Gods and everything in him, little sayings and such. Wonderful work that this man does. Carves everything by hand. He has a couple things going on here. He has little pocket altars that I'm talking about for $25. He has small DD poles of 5 to 6 inches for $40, 7 to 8 inches for $45, 9 to 10 for $50, and 11 to 12 for $60. He has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day. Your choices right now are Odin, Thor, Tyr, Loki, Freyr, Balder, Bragi, Heimdall, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel, Freya, Ostri, Skadi, Sif, Er, Frigg, Var, Thrud, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Yord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So. He can meet anybody's needs. Tell him what you want. You can go ahead and find him at www.odensbeardwoodworking.com. He also has a Facebook page, and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things. Anyway, give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use. I guarantee his little pocket ultras will come in handy for you. So, anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, I'm back. Let's begin talking about heathenry. So let's begin with a really easy concept, and that is that you have grown either tired of your old religion or you're just looking for something new. And you come about and you say, let's begin studying heathenry and see if it's for me. I get that, and I understand that, and let's talk a little bit about that. So about, I want to say, 11 or 12 years ago, I was the same way. Um, I had this gentleman that was talking in a satchel, and I said, I'd like to attend that talk and see what this is all about. I had a couple friends who told me they were into it, and I just really didn't understand what it was. So I sat in the class, and the man began talking, and he began talking about um, the gods and the sagas and Using words I didn't quite understand and words I would never thought I would understand, and went through this whole list of things. Two hours later, we took a break, had something to eat, came back to class, listened a little bit more, went home that night, pondered it for a while, looked some stuff up on the internet. Following day, the same thing over again, broke for something to eat, came back, and then that night was the nice one. That fourth class was the one that I actually got. He began talking about mead, something I understood, something I comprehended. Then he began to talk about sacrifice. I understood that. I comprehended that. So I thought, well, this is not so bad. So I left there and I began studying a little bit. And I began studying. And the one thing he told me was that a is a religion of study. Now, I used to believe that in all honesty, and I used to believe that that was the way it was. And I mean, I still study, don't get me wrong, but I'm a gothi of a kindred, and people ask me questions all day, and I study quite a bit. You know, not that I'm saying you shouldn't study, but if that's something you can do, I recommend doing it. If something you can't do, then figure a way to learn some stuff. I mean, if you have to ask your friends, if you have to ask your gothi, if, you if you have to ask your smartest heathen friend, just go right ahead. But do understand that sometimes those information um, portions are incorrect. So you'll want to go ahead and look for things that um, you're sure of or right and true and do your own meditation and do your own searching of the gods to figure it out. But where I left you was me understanding. So I came back to the gentleman a few weeks later and we discussed a few things inside and uh, it was at a local um, occult shop in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania and I discussed it with the owner, and you know, I, I got what he was talking about. So I began to really study Asatru. I began to really want to be part of that. And then I got dealt a small blow in the sense that I began looking and finding negative stuff about and negative stuff about it. heathenry, and finding out that only certain people were invited to be part of it. and, that it was solely for the Germanic people. And I thought, oh, man, this is definitely not for me. And then I realized, wait a minute, you know, religion has their fanatics. And, you know, even the one I was in prior to that had some fanatics. And I was like, let, let me really, really look into this. So I began questioning it. And then I learned a piece that I didn't learn in class and that there were a couple different types of heathens. You have folkish, you have tribal, and you have universalists. Now, Those are all modern terms. And again, this is the modern heathen man. So let's begin talking about them. Back when heathenry was first on the world, it was understood that you were heathen if you were Norse. Where they conquered, they brought heathenry with them, and most people in that area became heathen. Heathenry is close to Wiccan. Heathenry is close to Druid. Heathenry is close to a couple different types of religions, but not quite those. As a matter of fact, people shy away from the Wiccan faith um, tied to the Satru because they call it Asa Wiccan. And they just don't like, or Wicca-true, you know, and they just don't like that. You know, all things melt in life and all things become other things. But I will say this is that I'm a true, a Satru believer. So I began learning about Wiccanry, Druidism, and, Wiccan, or, and uh, heathenry. So heathenry pushed me forward, and I began to understand how the Germanic people, which honestly are my ancestors, my, I come from Wagners and Smiths and Smyths and other things, and you know, these are my people, and a bunch of people from England and stuff like that. And actually, if I trace my lineage back far enough, I go to Rolo, which is quite interesting, if you ask me. But most of us can trace our lineage back that way. Some of us have, you know, Irish or German in us and can trace our lineage to some form of Wiccan or heathen or Druid person. So, that being said, um, to me, if you are folkish and you believe that it's only for the people of the Germanic tribes... That's your decision to believe that. I, I mean, I can't dissuade you from that or say that that's incorrect. And again, as we go before, I I don't believe in the belief system being wrong. You're able to believe the way you wish to believe. But when those actions become something that will either hurt, harm, or do harm to someone else, we don't want that. We, we don't like that. We upon that. We are a universalist kindred, which means that we believe that everybody is able to come and join in to our kindred and join in with us and become heathen and partake of our goodness here. So with that said, that's what we are. And Then there's the tribalists who believe that uh, it is only for, I'm sorry, the folkish who believe it's only for. The people that join kindreds and so on and so forth. But I'm going to focus on universalist and go from there because that's what we are. That's what I know. And that's what I want to stick with. So let's start talking about, you know, what we have to do. Well, the first thing you want to do is you want to begin to understand how to meditate. You want to begin to understand how to study. And we went over that. So if you can do that, you'll be good. You want to delve in and really begin to understand what the religion is. You want to get yourself a have read the wisdom of Odin and really get to know what this religion is about. The second thing you want to do is you want to find a couple of like-minded friends that you can get together with and celebrate the holy days that we have, have the rituals we have. Um, you want to Get yourself a Thor's hammer if you can. and You know, have the outward appearance of a heathen and do all that good stuff. And, you know, we we can talk about runes. Get yourself some runes because they're the things that help you understand what's going on in your life, where you're going to be, and things of that nature. Learn how to read them. Respect them. Learn how to do the things that go along with them. Um, There's a couple great books called The Runes by uh, Lisa Peschel. There's a really good book called Taking Up the Runes by... Um, one second here. By Diana L. Paxson. That's a really in-depth book. I don't know if... Um, if you, most people can't take that depth of information, but if you can, be more than happy to, man, go right ahead. It's, it's a really good book. I enjoy it quite a bit. But that said, uh, but I also... Recommend *Essential Asatru Now, this is a really good book. It goes through a bloat and a symbol as a third person, as you are the first person there. You're—I'm sorry, first person. It's also by Dana Paxson, and it's like you're at there for the first time, and you go through with this person to see what it's like for him to be at a bloat and a symbol. It's a really good book. So, I'm going to break here for a moment, grab myself something to drink, and then come back. And we're going to talk about altar space. We're going to talk about sacred space. We're going to talk about rituals and some other stuff. And I will be right back. It's gone. Hey guys, Joe here from Modern Heathen Man. I wanted to tell you about this great new place that I found. It's a really safe place for heathens of all walks. Um, It's called the International Satra Foundation. They have their own social network platform called the Roots of Yggdrasil. And the International Satra Foundation is an organization that is dedicated to the preservation, growth, and advancement of Germanic paganism. They build networks, share knowledge, and gather in pursuit of common goals. As an organization, I operate at the kindred level and encourage you to explore and ask questions throughout that time frame. Their vision is easy. It's heathens from every walk of life working together for a common goal, the reveal and continued practice of Germanic paganism for everyone worldwide. The things that they're doing are really exciting. They strive to help you understand heathenry better and the different paths of heathenry and Germanic paganism. They educate the public about the faith They gather to share knowledge, build reputable resources for learning, and work towards common goals set by the community itself. They're working on starting a whole school program to make very good educated godi, and working on a program specifically for our warriors. Everyone is free to walk their paths as he or she wills, but I'm telling you this is the greatest place to go. It's a safe haven for heathens. If you're tired of all that Facebook banter and getting banned and going to Facebook jail all the time, they have their own social media network where you're safe to talk about heathenry all day long with other heathens. They're really specific on who they let in there, and it's only heathens talking with heathens. That's all there is to it. So go ahead and check it out. Their address is asatru.org with the real spelling with the hashtags above the A and the U. So make sure to go ahead and check them out, and uh, hopefully we'll see you join there, the International Satchu Foundation. Thanks, guys. Okay, guys, I'm back. Thanks for the um, time there. I needed something to drink. I apologize for that. Anyway, so let's start getting into a few things here. So you found yourself a group of friends. You got yourself some books. You got yourself Thor's hammer. Does that make you a heathen? I don't think so. What makes you a heathen is the want to be heathen, the drive to continue to look for your ancestors, look for the gods and what you do. So let's talk about a sacred space. So I'm going to talk about altars. Now, in my house, we have one, two, three, four altars at least. Um, depending on what day it is, you may have five or six. Um, but the main altars, we, we have four. So we have one in the front room. Um, my wife has hers in the front room. We have one out back in the yard. And we have one in our shed. So those four altars are our main altars. Um I have a smaller altar in my bedroom sometimes, depending on what's going on, or my wife has one in the bedroom depending on what's going on. But the main one of the farm is for everybody to see to know that I am heathen. On that altar are a few things that are essential for an altar. If you, if you want to know that. First thing is a bowl because you want to be able to make small offerings. The second thing is some kind of effigy, picture, or likeness of a god that you wish to um, venerate at that time. You want to go ahead and have something that looks like a hammer so that you can go ahead and consecrate the area around you and make it hallowed so that you have sacred space to perform a ritual. You want a chalice or a um, horn of some type so you can hold drink and pass it. any of drink from it and pass it along. Um, you want some runes on that table so you can go ahead and draw from them to get answers or needed things. And then depending on how you feel, you can have other things in your altar if you'd like. I mean, different things that remind you of, like, family, friends, gods, um, ancestors, whatever you like. It's your altar. You, you can do what you want it for it. But those basics should be the things that you have on there. And I'll be really honest with you. Those few basic things you can really get at the dollar store. My wife does it all the time. She buys stuff for altars. Um, like when we're out traveling or something, we want to set up an altar in, like, a hotel room. She just goes to the dollar store, grabs, you know, $6 and stuff, and comes back, and we have an altar. So it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to cost a lot, it doesn't have to be really extravagant. It could just be a small table with um, some accoutrements on it, and you're good to go. Now, hallowing your sacred space, there's a lot of different ways to do it. You take your hammer, you make the sign of the hammer, you hallow your area, and then you have to have something in the drink or to sacrifice. I personally make mead, so I have meat available. You can use cider, you can use beer, and if needs be, you can use um, just anything that means something to you to sacrifice on an altar. We have an outside altar with effigies of the gods that I've done out of um, wood. Um, I want to say blocks, but they're Pieces of trunk that were sawed off the, the old tree, and I carved into them and made effigies of the gods, and it's pretty cool. We have a offering plate out there, and we have a hammer out there, and we have some other stuff, we get a whole little garden arrangement around it. So when we're doing our bloats, we can go ahead and um, give our offerings there. And as we pour the offering there, or into the bowl, or into the ground there, we have the words from the gods to the earth to us, and from us to the earth to the gods. Uh, which is how we sacrifice our meat here. So that's your sacred space. Now you have your sacred space. You have your friends. You have your altar. What more do you need? Well, you need a relationship with the gods themselves. And this is where the the study or meditate comes in. And you may say, oh, I, I don't know how to meditate or I'm not really good at studying. And, you know, I, I get that. I understand it. You know, I, not everybody's good at everything. I understand that. Meditating those is as simple as just sitting and thinking about the gods. Close your eyes, lay your head back, try not to fall asleep. But just take some quiet personal time to really commune with the gods. You can go ahead and pray to them. You can, you know, utter words, you can welcome them into your room, you can, you know, hallow your area that you're in and ask them to come and sit with you and Just take some time to hear what you have to say or hear your grievances and really begin to build a fellowship with those gods. Um, Different gods answer answer us different ways and different gods uh, come to us in different styles. And the way the gods come to you is different than the way the gods come to me. Um, The way the gods come to my wife is different than the way the gods come to my kids. So. Just as long as you're able to concentrate an area and make it quiet and just sit in it and talk with the gods and commune with them, talk with your ancestors, try to commune with them. This is the type of space you need. This is what I mean by meditating, taking that time to just really search them out. It'll help you get a lot of the answers you want. When it comes to rune castings, I, I do recommend that every heathen have a set of runes, whether they be made of wood and you made them yourselves, or whether they be made of bone and you bought them, or whether they be made of stone and you purchase them or carve them on your own. It doesn't matter. As long as you have a set of runes that you're comfortable with, whether they be elder Futhark, younger Futhark, or Romanian, or whatever you have, it's entirely up to you as long as you're able to understand them and read them and know what they mean and understand the power behind them and what you're doing with them, because they will help guide you through each and every day. Um, as a Goathe, I get asked many, many times to do rune readings for people. And I do. And, you know, and they're far away sometimes. They're really close. and They try to ask me the question. I mean, like, no, 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 I, I don't want to know your question. I, that's not for me to know. That's between you and the horns and the runes. So they get their questions either answered or not answered. And that is that. I've never had anyone say, well, the runes didn't answer a question for me. They've been pretty poignant with the answers. They're usually right on the spot. And sometimes I'll tell people as I'm doing the runes, I'll see that they know the answer. I'll say to them, you you know the answer, and you just choose not to listen to it. So with that said, we're going to delve into a few other things here and um, just talk about heathenry in general. Um, heathenry is an age-old religion. I mean, it's it's pretty old. But for the modern time, it's changed a bit. And heathenry all around the world is different. Heathenry in, heathenry in America is different than heathenry in Iceland. And heathenry in Iceland is different than heathenry in Australia. Heathenry in Australia is differently different than heathenry in you know south america and even among the states i've noticed it's different you know heathenry in pennsylvania is different than heathenry in alabama which is different than heathenry in utah so i mean i get it we we have our norms for our area we have our things that go on and honestly heathenry is that path that you're on and it's your own personal path there's no right or wrong way to To worship in heathenry, to be honest with you. And if anybody tells you there is, they they don't know what they're talking about. And then they go back and understand what heathenry truly is. Heathenry is a personal path that takes you from one place to another. You know, it's almost like the um, Buddhist idea of enlightenment. You know, we, we have to do this. We have to do that. We have to experience everything before we're truly enlightened. It's almost the same thing. In heathenry, we have to walk that path. That path is only for us, our ancestors, and the gods. Occasionally, they allow somebody to come on that path with us, walk along like a kindred member or kindred members, or you go with your some other person. But eventually, those people will fall off of that path, and you're left back on that path with just yourself, your ancestors, and the gods. And that's the way it's meant to be, so that you begin to have those close relationships with them, and that you can begin to harness those relationships into what you need to become we all are inherently our ancestors whether we like it or not we all are inherently our family whether we like it or not whether you be adopted or not you are inherently your family you will pick up trades from them and that's just the way it is so when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about heathenry and um what it means so i'll see you in a few moments and thanks a lot Hey guys, this is Joe at Modern Heathen Man. How are you all today? Hoping you're having a good and uh, great day. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about this YouTube channel that I found called Midgard Musings. It's by a man named Jesse, and it is incredible. He has new videos uploaded on the channel every Sunday night, and he has a live Facebook stream every Sunday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Midgard Musings' goal is to help build heathen communities around the world with educational content and laid back fun manner. He values the historical aspect of this path and uses it to help us grow and develop as heathens in modern times. So if you've been a heathen for a while or just brand new to it, definitely check it out. It's something worthwhile. If you'd like to support Midgard Musings by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings Following on Facebook and purchasing merchandise from the Teespring and Redbubble stores. Redbubble, say that three times. All of which can be found on the YouTube channel video description. Medigard Musing also offers handmade Driftwood rune sets for sale. And the purchase of these items helps support the channel. Just to touch base on that a little bit, I actually own one of those rune sets. They are incredibly nice. Good feel, wonderful stuff, good power within them. I'm telling you, worthwhile checking out. So please head on over to Midgard Musings. Like and subscribe to the channel and follow on Facebook and on YouTube at facebook.com slash midgardmusings and youtube.com slash midgardmusings. U S I will find you that Midgard Musings. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. Okay. I am back guys. Thank you so much for listening to those ads. I appreciate it. Those are actually heathen people that run those heathen businesses for other heathens. And I, I love those things. Anyway, let's get back to our conversation here, real quick. And I just have a few points. I've only barely touched on what it is to be heathen today. Um, I want to get a little more in depth of things. I'd like to go over, um, how to make an altar and how to, you know, build your sacred space and things like that. But what I really want is some questions from you guys. I'd like to hear um, what your thoughts are, what you have to say about um, the podcast and stuff. And, you know, I started with a blog and I worked my way up to a podcast. Uh, I don't know if I want to go on YouTube or not yet, but this is a um, good medium and I, I reach quite a few people, so I'm pretty happy with it. But let um, me touch on a few things here and we'll go from there. Um, so, you know, learning rituals is a is a really hard thing. I talked about getting some friends together, and you know, there's no right or wrong way. But learn how to do a bloat, um, learn how to do a sunbolt, and even if you just learn a sunbolt at first, get comfortable with doing it. Don't don't be embarrassed to do it. It's, it's a fun thing. I enjoy it. I, I call on people from my kindred every once in a while to do the the bloat or do the sunbolt, and they're always every of them says, "Well, I don't know if I'm if I'm ready for that." Listen, if you want to be heathen, you're ready for it. I mean, nobody in your heathen group is going to make fun of you for making a mistake. Um, We're all there to do the same thing, to love one another and to help each other through heathenry step by step. So just remember that if you're on the other end of that and you're having somebody who's doing a um, bloat and they look like they're struggling, go, go up and help them. Give them a hand. You know, cheer them on. Give them a hail right away. Like, hail, Bob. Yeah, good job, Bob. And... You know, help them become part of that group and help them feel like they're part of that group and things like that. The one thing I want to touch on is people talk a lot about having a patron God. I I don't truly believe in that. I believe that all the gods deserve veneration, period. There are quite a few of them. But just picking one God tends to limit you on what you're able to receive or get. I believe in venerating all the gods. Now, obviously, there's certain gods we venerate on certain days because those days are named after them. You know, you have Sunni, you have Mani, you have uh, Tyr, you have Odin, you have Thor, you have Freya, And usually for Saturday, my family does the Norse. But I think you should wake every morning and acknowledge that god on that day. And then I think you should um, go ahead and do home bloats, to whoever you want to. But I do think that all the gods deserve to be admonished, and I think all the gods deserve to be venerated um, almost daily. So go ahead and do that. And, guys, send me your questions. Send me um, what you want to know. And For some reason, my phone's going off, so I'm thinking somebody has a question for me. But go ahead and get that together if you have any questions for me. I don't mind. Um, I will share them on here as well. As you go along and I get more listeners, that would be great. So go ahead and send me your questions if you get a chance to. And um, I want to thank you all for listening to my um, my podcast. It means a lot to me that you guys like hearing what I have to say or listen to what I say. Just to hear it. I mean, not that you have to listen to it, but take the time to listen to me ramble about um, stuff you probably already know. So I appreciate that, and I appreciate the time you take to do that. So I'm going to let you guys go now, and I'm going to... Um, publish this uh, podcast and i will talk to you soon um have a great day and uh, grab yourself a horn of mead grab yourself a horn of cider grab yourself a horn of beer or ale sit down relax and enjoy yourself and just venerate the gods so hail you for listening and thank you so much have a great day